At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. God is good, amen? amen. God is good and He's true to us. And today, continuing in our series on righteousness, I want to read our, one of our foundational passages that we've read the last couple of weeks, um, found in 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. And it says, for he, and I'm reading out of the New King James, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him, that we might become. I want to read this in the New Living Translation also and, and kind of building a foundation uh, for the rest of this month in, in what we're ministering on this. Because there's some things about righteousness that that every one of us in this house need to know. We need to see. Um, But in the New Living Translation, it says, For God made Christ. God made Christ. Jesus was made. It says, God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin. I'm going to say it like this. He was made sin with my sin with your sin, with all of humanity's sin. He was made sin. Watch this. So that we could be made right with God through Christ. Jesus was made sin so we could be made right. We would be made right with God. There's something about this that is so absolutely vitally important that we understand, that that we get a grip of, in, in the day in which we're living, so that we can receive from God. When we don't know that we're right with God, it's very difficult to receive from God because we don't feel like we're worthy to receive because of our mistakes. I want to read this verse. I'm kind of adding it to my, uh, uh, my foundational scriptures, but it's found in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16 and 17. Paul says this to the Romans, he said, and he's saying it to us. He said, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everybody who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek, for everybody. For in it, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Faith is defined as having confidence and trust that what God says is so, is so. That's the faith he's talking about. That what God really says is so, is really so. That we take what God says literally and come to a place in our life from faith to faith, from one faith experience to the next, from the development of faith to the next development of faith, that we come to a place, we believe what He says is so, so much that we're not moved by anything. That we're not moved by anything. We're not moved by anything that anybody else says because we know what He says. My definition of righteousness, I've changed it up a little bit more. And it's this, doing what is right or being right 
being innocent. I really like that word. Being innocent. Say that. I'm innocent. You and I are innocent of everything. We're innocent. And it's defined as all of this coming from a heart that is free of guilt and sin and shame to the point that it's never remembered. Sin, guilt, and shame is never remembered. No matter what we've done, it's never remembered like it never happened. If He took my sin upon Him and He was made sin with my sin, then I have no sin. I said I have no sin. Then 1 John 1 says, but if I say I have no sin and yet practice other things, then I'm deceiving myself because the truth isn't in me. He didn't say it's wrong to say that you have no sin. He said, what's wrong is to say you have no sin, but you're not practicing the truth. In other words, you can just get away with anything. That's not what righteousness... Righteousness doesn't produce a... You know, it doesn't produce a license to do wrong. Righteousness creates a conviction to change what's not right. But, at the core of this whole thing is this. I have no sin. Because Jesus, my Redeemer, was made sin with my sin. And that's the absolute truth. So, I want you to think about several things. I wrote several things down. I want you to think about some stuff right now. Um, So, if if what I'm saying is true, then we don't have a sin problem. We have a belief problem. What we're lacking is, is believing that what He said is true. It's not a sin problem because He took sin upon Himself. He destroyed sin. Sin has no authority or power over us except what we give it. And true sin is just disobeying God. But to disobey God, you have to know what God wants you to do. And how are you going to know that? Through His Word. It's not really a sin issue. What I'm saying to you today It's a belief issue. My sin has been done away with. I am righteous. I am clean. I am washed by the blood. Everything is done. I'm forgiven and I'm free. That's the way God sees me today. That's the way I am in His eyes. Now whether I see myself through His eyes or not, is totally dependent on how much value I give to this Word. 
Now, I want you to, I'm, I'm going to read to you three passages of Scripture from the Bible looking at this sin and shame issue, okay? Which is the real problem. And we might as well just start in Genesis chapter 3 and look at Adam and Eve. We know if you read chapters 1 and 2, Adam and Eve were created in the image of God, so they were created spiritually. Their bodies were created, but they were were in a spiritual bubble in, in, in heaven because they were created in the image of God like God. And God told them, Here's this garden. You're the keeper of this garden. Everything is yours. Everything. I mean, this guy's on his honeymoon. And he gave him everything. It's all yours. Just don't mess with the tree. In the middle there, don't mess with that fruit. Don't eat that fruit. Everything else is yours. Do everything. Just don't mess with that. And we know, and I'm making this long story short, I'm going to start reading in verse 8, but we know that the enemy came after the woman, and the man stood there like an idiot and did nothing, and she ate of the fruit, was deceived by the enemy, gave it to her husband, and he didn't say, no. We're stopping this because this is wrong. Father said, don't do this. No, he just ate it along with her. And now we see him here. So what have they done? What did they do? They disobeyed God. What's that? Sin. To disobey God is sin. But Jesus was made sin for us. And the reason he had to be made sin for us because what they did right here. So he says, it says in verse 8, And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. He was looking for them. (laughs) You think God knew where they were? (laughs) I think so, yes. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord called to Adam and he said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was, what? Afraid. They weren't afraid before. But they had sinned. And when they sinned, they got afraid. Because we were naked and we hid ourselves from you. Why? Because of shame. Because of guilt. Because of all this stuff. They hid themselves from you. They didn't have to hide themselves. But they didn't have to eat the fruit either. And today, we have people that are making all kinds of mistakes because they don't want to spend time in developing a relationship with God and knowing who they are in Him. And so, as a result of that, they they go and they hide and they they, they create all these things. They're fig leaves that they they get and they create and they, they, they... they cover themselves up with are, 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 are the result of or the examples of all the things that people hide behind not wanting to admit to things that need to change in their life. Started with Adam and Eve. 
been going since then. Jesus paid the price to deliver us from that, but it's still happening. People still covering up their lives, covering up things in their life, and, and hiding from God because of sin and guilt and shame. And when a heart is delivered of those three, that heart can receive all that God has for them because in His righteousness, I can do anything. I'm telling you today, in His righteousness, no matter the mistakes you've made in your life, when you know you're right with God, you can do anything. I'm telling you, you can do anything, but what stops you is the sin and the shame and the guilt, the fear. Just what happened to Adam and Eve. They were the first ones. Jesus came to deliver us and set us free. But we have to choose to not allow that to control or rule our lives. No more excuses. Living our lives afraid because we're not or we don't feel like we can draw near to God. I can't tell you how many people through the years have said things to me like, well, you know, I could, I could never really have a relationship with God. I mean, I, I, I mean, if I've heard that once, I don't know how many times I've heard it. I couldn't have a relationship with God because you don't know what I've done. Doesn't matter what you've done. I mean, it literally doesn't matter. It may matter like to the law or to other people or situations like that, but to God, it doesn't matter what you've done. He took that on Himself. He took it on Himself. Can you say amen to that? 1 John 2 and verse 1 and 2 in the Passion Translation says this, You are my dear children and I write these things to you so that you won't sin. But if anyone does sin, we continually have a forgiving Redeemer who is face to face with the Father, who is it? Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He is the atoning sacrifice for my sin. Everybody say, my sin. He is the atoning sacrifice for all of our sins. And not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world, everybody that's ever lived or ever will live. He is that sacrifice. No matter what I've done. Anybody in here ever made a mistake? Four of us? <clears throat> but Jesus. Doesn't matter what you've done. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if it matters to you, it's hindering you. You've got to come to the place in your relationship with Him, that what you've done in the past does not bother you ever again. Never. No matter what you've done. See, I mean, I always have to explain myself in this because I can hear people, you know. Yeah, but you know, other people do. Okay, if you've got to take care of something, God will show you how to take care of it. If you've got to take care of how you've hurt someone else or done something to someone, God will show you. But you really can't do that effective until you see yourself as totally forgiven. Totally. Nothing against you. Not anything. No matter what you've done, nothing is against you. You say, you know, because 
looking at that, it appears like that if there's nothing against me, if there's nothing against me and I have that attitude, now I can just go do whatever I want to do. No. To get to the place where you're not carrying the guilt and the shame of the mistakes of the past, to get to that place, it comes through a relationship with God that liberates your life and causes you to be a person in control of your life based on what the Holy Spirit is showing. You won't just trip over that and, and, and just be done. Ah, I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah, yeah you will. Because you've got a devil out there constantly reminding you. It's a constant fight of reminding him, hey, shut your mouth. Don't mess with me. My God delivered me. Hmm? When someone pleads a certain guilt or guilty or not guilty in a, in a legal case, you know, I, I plead, uh, you know, attorney comes and says, uh, my, my client pleads not guilty. Right? And then the opposing attorneys say, well, we're going to prove that they're guilty. Well, the enemy is constantly trying to prove that you're guilty. But the blood of Jesus has been pled. <laughs> and you know what the blood of Jesus says? You're not guilty. And whom the Son sets free is not guilty. <laughs> I like the word for my definition of being innocent. I'm innocent. <laughs> I don't even deserve to be innocent. Like my wife said earlier, however you said that, but just reminded me of, you know, what was God thinking to say that we're innocent? I'm innocent? No, I know the mistakes I've made. Yeah, and that's your problem. Constantly thinking and rolling over all the time, all the mistakes I've made. And yet, the blood has been pled. Not guilty. Innocent. Innocent. I'm innocent. I'm free. Listen, when you're free, you can receive anything you need. Healing, prosperity, deliverance, peace of mind, I don't care what it is. The major killer of people receiving in their lives is guilt, shame, and sin. I'm not good enough. I don't deserve it. You, don't, you may not consciously think, but the enemy's, the enemy's got you to buy that within yourself and keeping you from being able to receive all that God has. Gosh, I love this verse. 1 John 4, 17. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as He is, so are we, where? The day of judgment? Mm -hmm. Right now. Now see, see, people have misunderstood this passage. Because this isn't me having boldness at the day of judgment because of what I've done. This is me right now believing that I'm the righteousness of God now in this life. I'm as forgiven, I'm as 
pure, I'm as whole as Jesus is. In this life right now, because of what Jesus did. Otherwise, you think about that passage of Scripture, oh my gosh, I can't die now because, man, I won't have boldness before the judgment seat of Christ. I haven't done enough good works. Got the cart before the horse. Man, you're pulling that wagon all by yourself and that horse is just running alongside of you. When the horse is supposed to be pulling it. Jesus is supposed to be pulling it. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. It's light. We got here working yourself to, into the ground, not trying. I'm not talking about actual work. I'm just saying working yourself into the ground in your mind, trying to be good enough to be accepted by God. To be able to, that God would, you know, actually cause me to be blessed or healed or delivered or whatever in my life. How many believe in here today that by the stripes of Jesus, we, all humanity, were healed? Okay? And it's something totally different to really believe that. And I'm telling you today, the main hindrance to receiving that in life is a sin consciousness, a guilt consciousness, and a shame consciousness because of things that you've done in life. People hide that and hide behind that in different ways. Some people are aggressive and they're hiding behind those things. Other people are very passive, hiding behind those things. Just ignoring like it's not, like it didn't happen kind of a thing. Listen, if something happened in your past in your life, you've got to get set free of that. How do you do that? Admitting, repenting, and committing to walk out a lifestyle from faith to faith to faith from the Word of God. That's how you get delivered. That's how you get in a position to truly receive from God. Otherwise, you're carrying that baggage around and it'll hinder you for the rest of your life if you're not free of it. Can you say amen to that? I, I, really, I really like this scripture, and, and I've, I've had this for a while, and I've, I've, I think I've shared it with a few people as of late. But it's found in Proverbs 16 and verse 31, and it's in the Passion Translation. And I want you to, I want you to really spend some time meditating on this. But this is what it says. Old age with wisdom... Old age with wisdom. The older you get when you're operating in wisdom. I've known some older people that have a, just a cantankerous attitude and personality and mad at life and frustrated and this and that and the other because as they developed... They weren't learning what I'm talking about today. This scripture right here just nails it to the wall. Look at this. Old age with wisdom will crown you with dignity and honor. Watch. 
It takes a lifetime of righteousness to acquire it. A lifetime of developing what's right. Today in my life, after 45 years of salvation, today, when something's not right, When something's not right, and I know it's not right, and the Holy Spirit is dealing with me about something that's not right in my life, it doesn't matter how good other things are with me. It used to be when I was a young Christian, man, when I was doing something right, man, I was focusing on that, telling everybody about it. Hmm? Oh, man, I'm, I had faith for this, and this manifested, you know, I, I, and I had some other things kind of pushed back and behind the curtain there, you know, but man, I was telling everybody, man, I'm God's faith, and power. I'm operating in power like never before, and I'm doing all these things, and I wanted people to see what I was doing. But the longer I've walked, I've realized that would mean jack. You can have a dozen things that are right, but this one thing that's not right is just over there festering. When I, when I know something isn't right, bam, my focus is on it. And my focus is on it from where I'm at and I'm developing faith and trust in God about how to overcome that, and, and another step, and another step every day, because he says here, for you to end your life and step over to the other side with dignity and honor, it takes living a life of developing what's right every single day, and being challenged when it's not right. See, righteousness does not... You're not going to develop righteousness and continue with a life of excuses. I mean, I, you know, this isn't real popular, but man, it's real delivering. Woo! <laughs> it's not real popular to your natural mind, but man, it'll deliver your hind end. Righteousness, righteousness will not be developed in you when you maintain your excuses for why something is a certain way. you got to get rid of the excuses. Deliver yourself. Be free of every stinking excuse that tries to say something is a certain way because of this. No, it's that way because I haven't worked it out. Not blaming the devil, not blaming other people, not blaming anybody. I'm looking at me. Now listen to me. When you have that attitude, one of the things that... You know, I just talk about me personally. One of the things that, that's been delivering my life is that because I don't blame other people and I pray for people, if somebody's a problem, I mean, they go on my list. Yeah, that's right. And now Ephesians 1, Coloss uh, Ephesians 3, and Colossians 1 are being prayed over those people every single day. Now I don't have to change them. The Word is changing them. And all I'm changing, all I'm praying over them, I'm not praying some demonic prayer trying to control their life and them think like me. All I'm praying is their eyes be opened up so they can see clearly with God. Because there's an issue, there's a problem, there's something there, but I'm not the one that needs to fix it with them. I need to fix it with me. And when I'm right in me, then I get rid of the excuses. I focus on what needs to change in me. And you know what happens when you focus on that, that right way? Man, you change. I mean, I mean, I, you know, 
I'm sorry if I've upset anybody or whatever, but I, I, I just got very little patience when people want to talk about other people. I just, I just I can't do it anymore. I mean, I, I'm working on something in a huge way. I, I, I'm, I, I'm a billionaire here. You, you understand, I'm not talking about money in itself. I'm talking about the influence that you have when you've got billions. And ungodly were not created to have the billions to control the planet. I was. And all I can speak for is me. Now, I think you think the same thing, but that's what that's with me. But I'm a billionaire because of my seed. And I can tell you, I hadn't been the best at this or that, or maybe I'm not the best pastor or the, or the best communicator or the best what, whatever. But I'm a billionaire because of my seed. It doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. Again, I'm not really talking as much about the money as I'm talking about the influence. Because that matters. And when you develop righteousness, if you're a businessman, God will show you things about business that nobody else knows anything about. He'll show you things about ministry. If you're in the ministry, He'll show you things about ministry no one else has seen. People may working their guts out to try to make this happen or grow or grow the church. Or if you're not growing the people, what does it matter? The people have to be growing. Anything that we do, righteousness will produce it in the name of Jesus. I was going to read you a couple of more stories, but I'm going to wait till next week. But I want to do something today that's really important. And this is just a, this is just, I'm just going to give you something. Very, very simply, I'm going to give you something today. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come down here. So, so, based on what I said today, you can't be innocent and guilty. You ever seen a case, a court case like that? Well, we couldn't figure out what it was, so we'll just let them sit in here in the courthouse for the next 10 weeks because we don't know if they're innocent or guilty. No, they've proved their cases. Jesus has already done it. So who's the determining factor whether you're innocent or guilty? Not Jesus. He already said you're innocent. Whether you are or not depends on how you think. What you say. You can't be innocent and guilty both. So either you're right or you're not right. And you're the one to choose that. 
Here's the other thing. It's real simple, but it's but truly how you live your life has to be about everything that he did, not about what you do. Yeah, but pastor, we're supposed to be doers of the word, yeah? But first, you've got to become convinced your doing has to be in your developing of your relationship with God. Because until you're convinced that you're innocent, the rest of your doing is not producing for you. And that's why people feel like the word doesn't work. That's why people are not healed. I mean, I mean, you understand, I gave you enough scripture today for you to know that I'm not saying that's my ideas and my thoughts. That's what God says. I've given you enough information today about that. I've watched enough um, cop and, and courtroom shows that you hear of stories, and I've even heard of stories, I even know somebody that was given advice from their attorney in a situation that they were in, a court case that they were in. The attorney said, just plead guilty, and then we'll plea bargain for a lesser sentence. And uh, one, of the, one of the great movies is, um, what's it called? Tom Cruise? A Few Good Men. Anybody ever seen A Few Good Men? Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you're going to watch it, uh, recorded off of uh, a channel that's not a movie channel because <laughs> of a bunch of language in there. Anyway, so we like to do that and then they bleep it. Anyway, that's just a plug from Christianity 101. <laughs> um, but in that, in that movie, in that film, the, uh, one of the guys that was accused of murdering uh, one of his guys, they were Marines, and one of the guys in there, he was accused of, they were, two of them were accused of murdering this guy, or killing this guy, and... Uh, and Tom Cruise is his attorney trying to get him to, you know, to admit something to plea bargain so that they can get a reduced sentence. And he finally got it down to six months. He said, he told the guy, he said, uh, it's a hockey season. Six months, you'll be in jail and then you'll be out. But then the guy asked, yeah, but, but we'll be dishonorably discharged, right? And he said, yeah, probably. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I'm innocent. You and I are innocent. We didn't do it. We didn't do it. Praise God. I don't know why, but he said we didn't do it. Every mistake you've ever made, you didn't do it. You didn't do it. Yeah, 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 I know it. No, 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 no. I'm talking about what he said. And until you get that, so difficult to receive. I'm forgiven. How about you? Yes. I'm free. How about you? I'm innocent. I'm innocent. I'm not guilty. 
I'm not guilty. Why? Because the blood says I'm not guilty. No more sacrifices, as my wife said earlier, no more sacrifices for sin ever again. One time for all people. You don't have to go and try to do things to make up for all your past mistakes and the things that you've done. No. No. You didn't do it. Yeah, Pastor, that just doesn't sound... Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like that fits. Yeah, it doesn't. You've got to make it fit. If he said it, it's done. So this morning, as we end, it's probably this, one more minute, it'll be this afternoon. But before we end today, I'm asking you this question. I don't want you to come up here. I want you to stand to your feet. When I ask this question, only if you can stand, believing that it's true. And today's step one And you're going to step into your righteousness like you never have before from faith to faith. From one faith experience to the next. From standing and believing for certain things in your life. There are things that probably everybody in here are believing God for that you haven't seen manifested. I'm telling you that one of your greatest hindrances is what I preach this morning. And I'm telling you today that you are innocent, you're free, and you are free to receive everything that you need from God. And if you say that that is you, that this message, it's, it's not, it's what was said today that you can say, you know what? That's a missing ingredient to me. That's something in this certain area, maybe you've got it in other areas, but in this certain area, it's the thing that's been hindering me and holding me back. Everybody just close your eyes for a moment. Nobody looking around, see who's going to stand or who isn't going to stand. But if you say that's you, and you're here today to receive from God, stand to your feet. Don't even think about it. Don't allow yourself to think too much about it. You say that's you, just stand to your feet. Because today is the first day of the rest of your life to receive from God. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, socially, I don't care what it is, in every area of your life. Today is the first day of the rest of your life to receive from God in the name of Jesus. Just lift your hands to Him right now. Just thank Him. Just begin to thank Him now. Father, I'm looking at innocent people that are standing today. They are innocent, and from today on, your wisdom and understanding are coming to them in a supernatural way that they've never seen before. Wisdom and understanding is coming to them to where they will receive from you what they have believed you for. Lord, you are such a true God. there's, There's nothing... There's no lying. There's no deception. There's nothing in you. You're true to your word. You, 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 it's impossible for you to lie. If you've said it, then it's so. Today, I thank you for each of the people that have stood to their feet today. 
They are in a position from today on to receive what they have believed you for, and I'm declaring manifestation in every one of their lives today in the name of Jesus because from today on, they're innocent like they've never seen it before in their life. They are innocent, innocent, innocent. Not guilty. They didn't do it. They didn't do what the enemy has lied to them and told them that they did that's keeping them from your presence and your glory, Father. Never again. Never again. Never again. They are innocent. They're innocent. And I thank you that your wisdom is empowering them from today on. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. Come on, give God praise today. Glory to God in the name of Jesus. We are receivers today. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.